Welcome to the Influency Podcast. I'm Hadar, and this is episode number 341. And today, I'm going to speak with coach and ESL teacher, Sim Amadou. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Influency Podcast. Today is another oldie interview with teacher Sim, whom I met on Instagram actually back in 2020. And I was very much impressed by the content that she shared and also her personality. We started connecting on DMs and I invited her to come and speak on, back then it was the Live English Show to share her journey from growing up in a small village without any knowledge of English to becoming an accent and communication coach for a global IT company in Nigeria. Sim is such an inspiration and I hope you enjoy listening to her story. Welcome, Sim! <laughs> How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Hadar. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Let me start by saying, Hadar, I've always loved you. Okay, so I, I used to follow you and then I'm like, okay, this person is so amazing. How am I going to um, come in touch with this person or how am I going to have contact with this person? I never knew that someday you and I will be doing something like this. <laughs> Seriously. It's amazing. Like the internet, right? Like, you yeah. know, you are just, you connect. And then I saw you on Instagram, I think. And I was like, I like this girl, you know, like your videos were great. And I'm always curious about how people teach pronunciation and how they talk mm -hmm. about it and how they simplify it. And when I see mm -hmm. something that is just like, you know, I really resonate with that, or I would probably talk about it like that. And mm -hmm. I, I love connecting with people in that field. So, so glad to have you here. We were trying like different collaborations and, and you know, something always came up and finally yeah. we had this opportunity. So Sim, why don't you introduce yourself to those who don't know you yet? Okay. Thank you so much. And to Hadar's um, family, I would say. <laughs> Thank you all for having me here. My name is Sim. And I just told her that my full name is Simnom. You know, it means God's love. Sim means love. And then Nom means God. And then she was asking, so which one? Where is the stress? <laughs> No, let's ask them. Let me ask you. Tell me, where's the stress of my name? Okay. So say it again. Say it again. So everyone Sim say it again. Sim All right. Which syllable Sim do you yeah. hear the primary stress? Where right. is there more emphasis? Let us know yeah. in the comments. Simnom. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. So I am an English accent and pronunciation and communications coach currently at an IT company here in Nigeria. And mm -hmm. basically I teach pronunciation, I teach communication skills and soft skills. Why? Because these people actually communicate daily with different customers. So they are support engineers and they need to support people basically with their IT issues. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, they need to speak very well. They need to communicate effectively so as to it's help all, resolve the problem. Everything is over the phone, right? Like, you know, they have yeah, to communicate yeah. over the phone. Yeah, they communicate via the phone, yes. So mm. the customer will call in, hello, this is a challenge that I have. I have problems with my Microsoft or I have, I mean, with my Outlook or my Teams or whatever it is. And then, you know, we've got engineers helping out with these things. So they get to communicate every day. So basically I, that's why I come in to help them on how to communicate effectively via emails or phone communication. How does your day look like? I'm currently at work right now and I had some trainings a few hours ago and mm -hmm. I've been training since morning. So I come to work at latest maybe eight and then I'm out at 5 p.m. But wow. I'm still here because of this live show. Yes. And then so we train back to back. We have new employees every now and then. And then we've got to train them. We have the new employees um, orientation. And then we have to, you know, carry them along 
put them through everything that's happening in the company and then also train them because we take in people the way they are and then we train them and make them better before they start to help people out. So right. basically- we, So yeah, there are more, um, their abilities to communicate exactly. are higher and yeah. Exactly. It's amazing, by the way, to me to see like that, that it is so required that they have brought you as a full time, you know, in a full time position. You're there yeah. morning till afternoon. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I guess this is like the biggest need to to help them with their communication in English. Yes. And then, by the way, I have been a teacher like for, let's say, getting to four years now. I've worked with teacher ABC. Yes, I taught as an English teacher and I've worked with Native Calm. I've worked with different organizations. I've I've had to consult for schools and pronunciation and you know how teachers can be great teachers when it comes to phonics and all of this. So it's been quite an experience, right? Teaching was never something for me. I never really wanted to be a teacher because mm. I just felt like I just felt, well, I can't sit down telling people do this. This is how you should do this. I am not I'm not someone who loves to talk a lot. So I just like to be on my own. So I always feel that, okay, people who want to be teachers are people who love to talk, right? You want to put yourself out there. But hey, I realized that it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily have to be that way. I, yeah. I found out that I just love to see that people speak well. And right. I see people who want to do something or they want to go for a function, they have a public speaking and they are scared, you know, no confidence. And they are saying things like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to go about it. Or they have what to say, but they don't know how to face the crowd. And I'm like, come on, you can do this. And yeah. trust me, growing up, I wasn't, I, w I couldn't speak English. Okay. Growing up. Yeah. Tell I me about your journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in the village. Okay. And of course, in the village, you can't, uh, you can't find people or should i say you can't find loads of people who can speak english right so i couldn't speak english fluently i i barely could say okay i would say maybe i i come there yesterday or you know i mix up my <laughs> very basic yes, yeah basic i don't really know how to put things together my pronunciations were just whacked i didn't know how to pronounce my words very well so when i moved to the city and I was put in the school. People always laugh at me because I couldn't speak English. So when How I say old were you when you moved to the city? I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I was 10 years old. Yes. So it was it was very difficult. I, would, I wouldn't want to talk in the class because I know if I, if I say anything, people are going to laugh at me. So I just keep things to myself. And I started to make friends with people who were better, who were doing good in the class. And then I started learning. So I was interested mm. in working on my speaking. And, you know, I started to build that interest and worked on it. And down to college, people started to call me English girl, you know, because I could speak well. I could speak wow. well. And yes, I later decided that, okay, I was going to go into broadcasting because I really love that. So, mm -hmm. of course... After school, I was able to go to a radio school, right? Where, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was at radio school that I learned all of these. I learned yeah. pronunciations. I learned mm. stress placement. I learned confidence. I learned communication skills. I learned everything that has to do with speaking very well. It was in radio school. And while we're in school, I remember my teacher saying something like, some of you here actually want to become teachers. I mean, want to become broadcasters, but many of you are going to become teachers like me. And that kind of resonated with me. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I, yeah. Because mm -hmm. while I was in that school, I had different people who would come to me, teach me this, teach me that. And it was so easy. I, I could understand these things easily more than other people. And I, I didn't just know why. I was wondering why it was difficult for them, but it was quite easy for me. So come on, no problem. Sit down. I can mm -hmm. show you. <laughs> I think because of your kind of like, you know, you, how you grew up and how you, you worked your way through English, right? Like exactly. you worked your way to become fluent, to become clear. I think mm -hmm. we can't underestimate all the processes and new connections that we make in our brain. Mm -hmm. And what is simple for you, it's, it was simple for you at that 
time because you've already kind of like rewired your brain exactly. around how English works for people who like, you know, for your native language. So you kind of like figured it out. Mm -hmm. And that's why for, you know, fellow friends and, and non-native speakers, you were like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, it's like, that's what you need to do. Don't you get it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah beautiful. Just like pulled into it. You never wanted mm -hmm. it, but you were pulled into it. Exactly. <laughs> I never yeah. wanted it, but I had it there. And, you know, I kept pushing, kept pushing. And I worked with the radio station for some time. I interned there and I just thought, maybe I should start consulting for schools. So I went to schools and, you know, wrote proposals to schools. And yeah, they wanted me to work with them. So I started working with some schools. Then later I decided, okay, let me do something with the online schools. And that was how I started working with Tutor ABC, even though it was a bit difficult. You know, some of these institutions online would say, oh, she's non-native, so we can't take her, you know, that kind of thing and all of that. Let's I had talk about of that for a little bit. Yeah. What did you, how did you feel? <laughs> Let's talk about that for a sec. I mean, especially, you know, now knowing all the things that you have to give. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, did it make you feel insecure or did you resist it? Like, how did that make you feel? Knowing Sincerely, that you know you have so much to give. Yeah, go for it. Sincerely, Hadar, I would say I felt really bad. I felt, do they even understand what I've got to give to them? So just because I don't have an accent, I don't have an American accent or a British accent, doesn't just mean that I can't teach this thing. Give me right. an opportunity to do it. Just give me a chance. So I just think that people just lock up their minds thinking that this person is not capable without even giving them the opportunity. And then the people I got to teach eventually, when I eventually started working with Teacher ABC, most of my students will, you know, grade me five star, five star. Oh, she's so good. Oh, she's so good. She's so good. I'm non-native, but they really enjoyed my classes because I had I mean, I had different ways of doing this. Now, there are people who are native speakers, but they are not teachers. They don't know how. They're not patients. The idea that I think that people think that there is only, you know, it's so aggravating because just like there isn't one curriculum that fits all students, right? Mm -hmm. Like one way of teaching. Mm -hmm. one way, like one curriculum, uh, you know, you need to do a little bit of this, a little bit. No, like every student is individual and they need different things mm -hmm. in English. And until the industry realizes that, that it's not one size fits all, like, you know, mm -hmm. people need this individualized training. Exactly. Uh, same thing with the type of teacher that they need. Exactly. And not all students need a native teacher who mm -hmm. will get them to work on the nuances of speech. Some people need people get them who simplify it in the way that only they can understand right mm -hmm. like there is room for everyone it's not that it's, it's only native speakers or only non-native speakers it's exactly. not exactly yeah but there is room for everyone yeah. and the moment yeah the moment like look at that like the people who said no to you were yeah. actually you know preventing their students from the experience of learning with someone who is like a top star five star teacher you know, and, and also the personality and the chemistry that you have with a teacher. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There is so much to being a teacher. It is not just you knowing how to speak language. Okay. Yeah. We all agree that um, English language is a universal language. So how is it that the same language is bringing, a, is bringing racism? It is a universal language. It is that language yeah. that brings people together. So how is it that it is that language that is bringing about racism? So it shouldn't be so. <laughs> Absolutely. Be so, so. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's not the language. It's like how the language is being taught in the it's industry. Been, this is what we exactly. need to look at. It's the system, right, that was created. It's, mm -hmm. The language is not racist, but the people who people. own it in a way, exactly. right, like or created the industry, it's a reflection of society, right? But there mm -hmm. is this hierarchy and it's time for us to dismantle it. And it's time for us to call it out for what it is, mm -hmm. which is like once you discriminate against non-native speaking teachers, mm -hmm. it is racism, right? Like it is a form of exclusion and it's time to bring more equity, right? To the yeah. Um, yeah. Sim, beautiful. Like, and then from then on, you decided to move then, uh, on to yeah. work with this company. So funnily enough, this company is actually a multinational company. So we have 
other places. We have um, our offices and or our branches in other places like Bulgaria, Costa Rica, China, mm-hmm. even America. We have all of that. And even before I came in, you know, I had my I had my interview. And when when I spoke with this person, it was like, wow, you speak amazingly, and then you're doing very well. Please, would love to have you here and all of that. And you know. I came in and started working. Now, when I started working with these people, what I realized was we had different misconceptions about pronunciation. So I had to like, you know, talk about these things that, okay, this is what you need to know. A lot of times people think that pronunciations are based on spellings because that's how people in this area or this part of the world are. So the moment they see a word, they try to pronounce yeah. the word where it is spelled. And mm-hmm. I, I had to, you know, start by saying, no, pronunciations are not governed by spellings. Right. Okay. Right. Which is definitely not in English. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In English. Yes. Maybe in another language, because yes, right. there is a language in my, I mean, in my country that the moment you see how the word is being spelled, you can pronounce it that way. Right. So. I try to say, no, don't take that mindset to English language. It is not that way. For English language, they work with sounds. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think the way English is taught, you know, where they start teaching you through letters, right? Like start writing letters. You know, this gets in in your brain and that's what you have. Like, you know, you only have the vision. You visualize the words all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was why when I was consulting for schools, kindergarten, what we did was what sounds okay we did sounds i told them okay we're not going to start by teaching these kids letters we'll start Good. by teaching them sounds and if you're able to catch them young when they grow they're not going to have the child they're not going to have the issues or the challenges that adults actually have right now so we start with sounds okay this is the sound and when you you know when you blend this sound you put this sound together this is and this is Ah, when you put an ah together, they give you what sa, right? And when you put together, what do you get? Sat, right? She sat on the table. So we right. do that. We tell people, okay, we tell children, let's work with the sounds, okay? Mm. So while we are teaching the sounds, we are teaching the names of the letters. The sound for this is what, and they tell you, what is the name of the letter? S. So you do it together and it's so easy for them to learn both of them. So they are learning two things at the same time. Right. So they learn the sound first and then, oh, by the way, the sound can be represented with Mm -hmm. this letter or that letter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely agree with this method. You know, sometimes people ask me, do your girls speak English? And I'm like, they don't know a lot of words. They don't speak a lot of English, but they know how to make all the sounds, right? Like oh. that was the first thing that I insisted on, you know, did, mm-hmm. like they always, they know how to make all the, the sounds of English. So oh. I'm, I'm good. So how do you <laughs> communicate with them? With, in in Hebrew. Hebrew. Oh, in Hebrew. Hebrew. Yeah. You know how to, I actually love Hebrew. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I love we the can Hebrew, Hebrew language. language. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay, Sim, I love that you're here. And um, let's get started with answering a bunch of awesome questions. Okay. So let's see. Uh, We have a few questions. So I'm taking those from my Instagram account. And by the way, for those of you who don't follow Sim, now is the time. So English with Sim, go check her out, her Instagram account. And uh, I posted this on Instagram. So I got a few questions. Okay. Yim is asking how to pronounce rubber and robber. Rubber, when the rubber meets the road, and robber. Okay, Okay. so how would you explain it? Rubber, you mean the R-U-B-B-E-R? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for the rubber, you know, we have the U. When you have the R-U-B, usually Mm -hmm. when I am teaching this, I always tell people that most times, remember, we have exceptions to these rules. Okay, but most times when you have a word that has the U in between two consonant mm-hmm. sounds, there are chances that it's that has the inverted V. 
exactly which is like usually people are taking it to an ooh but no ooh. it's closer to an ah like a neutral ah sound it's exactly, exactly. that yeah. exactly. i call it the and cup sound the cup mm -hmm. sound beautiful and how do i teach this so i tell people that when you're producing the ah sound you smell ah ah right mm -hmm. and when you're producing the inverted v you don't smell uh, mm, uh. So uh. one you're smiling, the other you're not smiling. Ah, that's so, the as in cat, ah, right? Beautiful mm. ah for cats, right? And then uh for the inverted V. So take note of this most times, right? Mm -hmm. When you have your consonant sounds in between, when you have your U, okay, mm -hmm. your uh sound in between two consonant sounds, it has the cup sound. Cup the, uh. uh. Uh, rubber uh, so it's rubber 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 rubber, mm -hmm. rubber and of course you have the sure sound at the end most times when you have the er okay mm -hmm. for the american english and i mean for the british english and then for the american english re most times mm -hmm. it has the sure sound uh, uh. Right. so it, it's not going to be maybe in this part of the world in nigeria you hear someone say rubber Rubber, mm -hmm. but no, it, it is not. Yeah, you open your mouth, but no, you close it. Rubber, rubber. Right, right. And you sometimes have a tendency you lean more towards British or American. What would you say? Because then it would determine how you pronounce that R at the end. Again, yes. So you know, for the British pronunciation, the R is almost not there. Rubber, mm -hmm. rubber. Mm -hmm. For the American, they have the rotic sound. Er, right. Rubber, mm -hmm. rubber. You'll hear mm -hmm. that. So just yeah. choose if you want to learn the American English, focus on that. If you want to learn the British English, focus on that. Okay. And right. then rubber, right? Rubber, the uh sound. Now we have the uh sound, which is rubber. It's not the same. Rubber and rubber, rubber. They're not the same. Uh sound. Right. Okay. But you know, at the end, where we can say, okay, these two are together, it's at the end where they both have the sure sound. Burr, right. Burr, so they sound burr. the same. These are minimal pairs. And this is why it's confusing because mm -hmm. it's like this one sound and what's the difference? And I would uh -huh. also say that like the difference also, even though we do open the mouth for the uh rubber, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. there is a slight deviation between British and American here. American. So the mm -hmm. uh sound, um, yes. a lot of times it is associated with the British uh, and uh. Americans sometimes tend to do it more like ah, uh, right? Uh, like the ahs yeah, and father, robber. robber. Yeah. Robert. Yeah. yeah. So as Sim said, you know, sometimes you don't have to be speak American or speak British, but if you know that these are your two options, then choose whatever is easier for you to pronounce because you will be understood anyway. Right. So if you exactly. tend to make it more like an Oish sound, like raw robber, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's still great because that's how it's being pronounced in, you know, the other side of the world. If you live in the U S yeah. Growing, I know that I, I've, growing up, I actually was learning British pronunciation. But trust me, when I started following Hadar, I liked the way she was pronouncing most of her words. So at a point, I had people say, you, you are changing your pronunciation. Now you are using the American pronunciation. I didn't even know that that was really affecting me or and all of that. And I was like, OK, <laughs> but do you understand what I'm saying? Am I communicating with you? The person said, yes, I said, fine. <laughs> exactly, right. exactly, right? That's what matters, right? Okay. And, and again, it's clarity over, you know, what is perceived to be the ideal of, ideal. you know, English or standard American or received pronunciation. There is mm -hmm. a, like a diversity in the language. It's yeah. not like the entire population of good speakers of English speak with standard mm -hmm. American or received pronunciation in the UK. No. Mm -hmm. So there is diversity and it's okay to bring that diversity, even if it's, it de deviates from that ideal. Um, mm -hmm. And not to undermine those who, who are at a place that want to you know, like they feel that my friend Samara Bay, you know, she's been here on the show before. She said that like the thing about standard American is that the placement of the vowel is where your voice is like, it's the most energized form of that particular vowel. And this is why it's okay to strive for it just so it serves you better as a speaker, not mm -hmm. so you sound like someone else. Cause it mm -hmm. really is, you are at, at your best. Your voice mm -hmm. is at its best. There is a clear distinction between sounds. And this is why we want to go there. But at the same time, you know, clarity. Clarity is more important than accuracy. Okay, next question. We had a bunch of questions about the dark L. 
So how okay. do you talk about the dark L versus the light L? Okay, so can you give me an example? Maybe give me a word with a dark L and then Yeah, so let's with... let's explain to people here what mm -hmm. is the light L and what is the dark L. And I'm I'm also going to share, you know, a little bit about how how I teach it. I have to say that this is a challenging one sometimes for okay. people who don't have two different L's. So a light L for those of you watching is the is when the tip of the tongue touches the upper palate and it okay. it yeah. appears before a vowel, right? Like as as in the word light and right. yeah. Yeah, in the lao. And then the dark L is usually the L that appears at the end of words or mm -hmm. before another consonant, right? I think someone even gave an example here. Okay, oh. so Christina was asking about the word plan, but Christina, actually the L in plan is light. It's light. Plan, because yeah, because yeah, it's before the vowel. Exactly. So a lot of times people struggle just with that L at the end, like in the word feel right? Like when we have that tension at the end, feel. Do you feel that this is a struggle for a lot of your, of your students, the L? Okay, so this is actually coming as a surprise because we don't have challenges with something like this, the dark L or the light L, okay? But then I must say that I don't have, I have not had students who had challenges with this. Sincerely, I haven't had that. The challenges I would say we've had is the R sound, right? the R sound. Mm -hmm. mm. Right. Yeah. Right. People have had those challenges. Which, which tells me, by the way, a lot about the language that you speak, like that, that probably there is that distinction between light yes. L and a darker L. So if you have that in your language or something similar, mm -hmm. let's just say, then mm -hmm. this is not a challenge, right? That wouldn't be a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would say to answer that question, I would say that like the, the main difference is that First of all, for the light L, there is clear contact between the tip of the tongue and the upper palate, right? Listen, like in listen, right? You hear that nice, clear sound. And yeah. in well, right, it has that wow. weird dark that you're anyway making, right? Like where there is tension here in the back and there is always mm -hmm. this transition to it. And a little tip that I can give our audience is that when we have a word like feel, right? Like when there is a high E, we have an extra sound there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, can you hear it with me, Sim? Like the feel. Feel. Yeah. So, but people, some people would say feel, feel. Yes, exactly. So bring the L to the tip of the tongue, which should be at the back. Feel. feel. Yes, I get that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So feel. sometimes if, if, if someone says feel, that feel. would not be associated as mm -hmm. an L and they may think that they're saying an R or something like that, you know, like they may, they may confuse it like native speakers sometimes thinking because they don't recognize that L sound as a dark yeah. L. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's all about categories. It's really interesting. Like, you know, how do people, it's not that they don't hear you making the L, they hear yeah. it, but what, like the brain categorizes it in different places than what you, you know, where you want it to be. So what mm -hmm. you said is exactly it, like feel versus feel. Feel, yeah. Yeah. And Christina, like, you know, or for those of you who are asking about the L, we had a few more questions about it. I usually say that I divide it into two and I say this, because as I said, it's not one size fits all. And it really mm -hmm. depends on your tendencies that, you know, are a result of your native language. Mm -hmm. So for example, Spanish speakers or French speakers or Hebrew speakers, for example, uh, or if you've seen it, you know, with Nigerian speakers, then sometimes then like the L sound, when there is only a light L, L, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and I would tell those uh, students to try and not, like you said, to bring it to the back, to bring the tongue to the back and not to touch the upper palate, right? Like not to touch uh, the upper palate with the tongue. Right. Try mm -hmm. to pronounce that sound without bringing the tip of the tongue. We will. Oh, oh, well. oh. My tongue is right there in the middle. Will. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then I would also say to, and tell me if, if that resonates with you. Um, okay. I also say, tell students, because sometimes there are students who turn it into an oo sound or an o, mm -hmm. right? Like Brazilian Portuguese speakers, right? They may say something like people. Right. Okay. No, I, 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 people. People. Okay right? Putting an O sound instead. And then for you guys, I would say, or sometimes Japanese speakers, sometimes Chinese speakers. And then I would say in this case, 
you know, make sure that you bring the tip of the tongue to touch the upper palate because otherwise it's just going to sound like an ooh. So usually yeah. if you bring the tongue to touch the upper palate, there is still that ooh-ish quality, will, mm -hmm. but then you still hear like a reminder of an L, mm -hmm. right? When you mm -hmm. bring the tip of the tongue. Because honestly, like, you know, Sam, I talked to a friend of mine and she said that she pronounces her dark L. She touches the upper palate for the dark L and she's, she's a Native American speaker. Oh, anyway. wow. People. Yeah. <laughs> people. Like people. Physical. Practical. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, you still, Technical. like, even if you bring the tip of the tongue forward, which you just did, and you usually mm -hmm. don't do it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah, because I could hear the difference, but I didn't confuse it with a light L because you still had that nice dark quality, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you're used to, you know how to create that tension because you have it in your native language. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I so love it's it. Funny. It's amazing that sometimes when I hear some of the challenges that people have, it's actually a bit amazing. I'm like, oh, wow. So people have these challenges. Oh, wow. Okay. And then so I yeah. try to bring it down to uh, try to bring it down here, too, because even here we also have challenges with letters with sounds like. <sighs> so someone wants to say thank you or thank you. And the person will say thank you. Right. <sighs> use the T instead of the mm -hmm. thank you. Right. Thank That's you. a very common challenge. So how do you how do you go about it in giving them tips to teach so, how to how to improve the TH? So a lot of languages, my language in Nigeria actually has the TH sound. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy for me because we have words with the TH sound, but other languages don't have. So basically when I teach mm. that you should bring out your tongue and place it in between your upper teeth and your lower teeth. And then, mm -hmm. of course, for the soft TH, because they are two, we have the hard TH and the soft TH. You blow soft air. It's mm -hmm. like you're breathing. Right. Very easy. Some people try to place their teeth on their tongue so hard. I say, no, it's not mm. supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be light. That's a very common uh, mistake. Mm-hmm that the student make they they take the tongue out but then they still take it back it against the teeth yeah yeah and, and then the air doesn't come out right like exactly mm -hmm. exactly exactly so i just say breathe on your you know breathe while your tongue is in between your upper teeth and your lower teeth so just breathe you guys i hope you're doing it with us everyone and how do you explain the difference between the hard and soft the voice and the voiceless yes so i try to say that so they are they are a pair right they're mm -hmm. like okay let's just say this is a brother and his sister okay mm -hmm. so there are qualities that a, that a brother has that, that a sister doesn't have all right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. the brother probably is i mean his voice is thicker and the sister mm -hmm. her voice is lighter right mm -hmm. so which do? is the quality by the way yeah <laughs> the quality <laughs> the sister has exactly. yeah <laughs> so the sister is lighter and then the brother is harder or oh, something mm -hmm. like that so again you can know this when you place your hand at your vocal cord right okay, let's all do and it together mm -hmm. let's do this so try to produce the brother which is harder okay it's mm -hmm. harder than the sister which mm -hmm. is when you place it you hear a vibration sometime here and also here right it's almost like a v but it is not yeah and that's why here in nigeria some people want to say brother you hear someone say brother v. Mm -hmm. yep. use the v yeah but no, right. it is not the V, okay? It's the brother, brother, brother. Right. Can you feel a vibration? If you can feel a vibration, mm. type it in the comments. Let me see. Yeah, let us know if you feel vibrations. If you vibration. hold out the sound, the V. Yeah, mm -hmm. at your vocal cord, you should feel some vibration here, okay? Mm -hmm. And then for the mm. sister, all right, you're not going to feel any vibration. It's just going to be soft. It's smooth. So it's and by the way yes i saw the sprint that hada actually did if you haven't seen that please go check it out she really helped us with that and then she did the right and then the like that so check those things by the way hada every time i have classes with my students we always have 
those pronunciation practice. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yes. I always make, yeah, I always make all of us watch it before we start. So I say this it's is an amazing warm up. Like I think yeah, it's so it's important. Very good. You know, people expect themselves to speak effortlessly without doing the work but it's like you it's it's like workout you can't run a marathon without warming up before right like you have to do your stretches mm -hmm. and you have to build it up every single day Very yeah true absolutely so lady yeah. feels it of course she does these exercises every day as well lady i see you okay b and s is another vibration mm -hmm. andre says yes andre b b is yeah. also a voice consonant there is vibration mm -hmm. but s no no vibration right. no i feel vibrations in my head good also. <laughs> exactly um, you feel it in your head uh-huh yeah but similar well the s is very much right like the s is very much like the voiceless th in terms yes. of the, the feeling of it exactly okay mm -hmm. like the f sister. the s yes. right f yeah, the S is a sister to Z, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, let's see if we can answer a couple more questions. Okay. Mm, Genevieve is asking, how do I identify my English needs? Okay. So I'm actually going to turn it to you and ask you, how do you, how do you identify your students' needs? And maybe Genevieve can understand from that. How can she do the same thing? thing for her and then I'll help out a little bit at the end. I'll just give my take on it. Mm -hmm. So how do I identify my students' needs, right? I usually have this recording. I'll let you record yourself. I have a comprehension. I'll just let you read it out for me. So there are there are sounds that I'm looking out mm. for in mm. those comprehensions. So when you in the comprehension rather, so when you when you're done reading it or while you're reading it, I'm taking notes of mm -hmm. the things that I am noticing. Okay. What, what sounds are you intentionally looking for? Okay. So most people cannot produce the sound here mm -hmm. in Nigeria. We interchange it. So someone wants to say apple, apple, and the person is saying apple, apple. Mm, they over apply apple. it. Yeah. Yes. So it becomes, it's like an affectation and de-affectation. Mm -hmm applying a sound that is not supposed to be there okay and then when there is an h they don't mm -hmm. pronounce it exactly so you take away the h where it where there is an h so for instance you want to say you want to say something like happen happen it happened yesterday it happened yesterday you hear someone say it happened yesterday it yeah. happened yesterday. or yeah, I hate it instead of I ate it I or ate vice versa. It. Yeah. Beautiful. I ate it. Yeah. So you are confusing me if you say I ate it. So I'm thinking you mean ate, like you ate something, right? So it is important. So I look out for these and then I look out for the R. So lots of people cannot produce the R. You hear something like rice, rice, mm. red, yeah. red, mm. yeah, mm. yeah, red, red beautiful so i also mm -hmm. look out for those and then of course the th lots of people cannot produce that so i already know the things i am looking out for okay and then these are things that people who pr probably are trying to work on their pronunciations and then now coming down to accents there are people who already have the mother tongue accent so when they are speaking when you hear someone from maybe i would say maybe from an Igbo person in Nigeria or a Hausa person. So I'm going to speak like a Hausa person now. Just watch me. Mm. My fellow people, I just want you to know this about me. Now, that's how a typical Hausa person is going to speak. People, my fellow people. Mm, yeah, yeah. Just interchanging. And then when you hear a Yoruba person or an mm. Igbo person speak, my brother, my brother, I did tell you, see, you know, something like that. So it changed. It, yeah. So the, <laughs> the accent is there and then it is interfering. So mm -hmm. it is really causing a lot of, you know, distortion. I can't really get what you're saying. So the accent is mm. affecting me. So these people, they need special coaching. Yeah. So what you're saying, you're working with two different people from the same country and both of them will have different needs. 
right? Yeah. Because they, have, they speak different languages, different dialects, whatever, you know, like different mm -hmm. pronunciation needs, which is yeah. to say that like, really it's very, very individual. And even people who speak the same language may have different needs. So exactly. as you are listening, you are already guessing what their mm -hmm. struggle is going to be because mm -hmm. you've seen it, you've heard it. Sometimes it's like, you know, you share a language. So, you know, all of these things. And I can definitely resonate with that because I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I've worked with, you know, dozens and dozens of speakers from different mm -hmm. languages, but ultimately, you know, if I can, I can look at a person and know exactly what their challenges are going to be. It's when they're Israeli, right? Like if they speak Hebrew mm -hmm. and I know like in and out, like I don't even have to listen to them to tell them what they need to work on. So there is a way to generalize it, but also within it. So Genevieve, like Sim said, when she listens intentionally to sounds, what you need to do is to identify the challenges of your language. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a series. I, I do it for Russian speakers. I have it for Russian, Korean, uh, Spanish, and Brazilian Portuguese. I did like the top pronunciation challenges. I have one coming mm -hmm. up for Mandarin Chinese. Um, oh, wow. But Great. if you can Amazing. find, yeah, it's, and I, I love doing it because I love mm -hmm. analyzing languages. If you can find, if you don't find it on my channel, or for those of you who are struggling with what their pronunciation needs are, yours, your pronunciation needs are, then find a resource, right? Because Sim already knows it by heart when she works with her students. She doesn't need a resource. But mm -hmm. if you are a learner, find a resource that identifies the main challenges of speakers of your language, right? Pronunciation yeah. challenges. And it's not coincidental. It's phonology. It's how the two languages fit together. Before yeah. we turned play, you know, Sim, we were talking about how you bring over some of the challenges or some of the patterns, mm -hmm. right? You, you, you yeah. mentioned that mm -hmm. you bring over the patterns from your native language onto English. Mm -hmm. So you look for the sounds that only exist in your native language or you say the sounds. So, yes. and that's what happens. So you can get it like a real valid resource and then you mm -hmm. look at it and you say, okay, it seems that for people who speak my language, they may struggle with, let's say R, T, H, yeah, maybe open vowel sounds. And so you get like a, a list and then what Sim does, right? Like she records and listens. You need to do that with yourself as well. You record mm -hmm. a comprehension, like you read out loud something, you speak freely, you record it. And then like for those of you who are self-learners, if you don't have Sim, then you need to consciously listen and look at that list of challenges and say, where do I struggle? Do I struggle with those five, six, seven things? Mm -hmm. And that's how you know. And it's okay that it, you're focusing only on like a limited number of things. And after that, you will start, you know, noticing other things, right? Sim? So like you don't work on everything with your students. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we work, I mean, if you are coming for a one-on-one, -on -one, I know what I am working on, but when we are having a large class, I, I also have to know what I'm working on. So sometimes we're working, some people have challenges with listening, right? Mm. You you are saying something, you can hear what the person is saying, but you cannot actually replicate what you're hearing. So we still work on mm. that. So we work on different things, actually. Okay, right. we work on different things. Right. And so, so you work in different things and probably it's not like uh, you don't work on all the sounds of English and all the, you know, all the grammar rules, because you can't, you don't, you have like a limited number of hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't so, do everything at once. Right. You can yeah. do everything at once. Yeah. So how do you decide what's more important than, Ex and what's less important? Exactly. So because I'm working with these people, first of all, I get to know who are the people you are communicating with? So most of our customers are from India, some are from America, some are from Europe and all of that. We try to see how we can teach you things that can help you communicate with these yeah. people, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not generalizing, okay? We're not saying it has to be this way, but we give you the basics, right? We say, okay, this is what you need to know about sounds generally. But right. then dealing with this kind of people, we talk about the culture, cultural differences and all of that. So this is how these people hear this. And this is how you should relate or communicate yeah. with these people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that because there is so much that goes into it. It's not just mm-hmm. pronunciation. It's like mm-hmm. ultimately, what is the end result? Not just to sound like a certain person or a certain mm-hmm. way, but like ultimately to truly communicate con- confidently, communicate. to truly, yeah, and to be fluent and to feel good about yourself. So yeah, so I think that when you analyze those things and you decide on what you want to focus on, it's okay if it's not the full list of what teachers want you to learn or learn. you know the full list of what english has to offer but focus on a few things be very very determined and intentional mm-hmm. about those and then broaden your horizons broaden your horizons <laughs> so we're going to now move to the audience and see let's see what what do we have here may i ask about the pronunciation of l r d letters all of them together at the same word like ah world someone else asked about world okay world world okay. world world okay so you're having the r the l that's why we have the dark l right world yeah yeah world. yeah yeah <laughs> which is actually easier because if you put the light l it really messes up the pronunciation because yeah, it world. gets you to it makes it sound world. like world 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 yeah world yeah <laughs> Or, so or it ends up being word, word, yes, right? Words, because the L yeah. and the D are, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that world is a word that people struggle with for you, your your students? Yeah, so they say something like world, world, mm. yeah. not world, not world, 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 world. right. Yes. So it should be world, world. The R right. is there, R is there. So when you take it back, Er, the er sound. I think that's what takes the L back to the dark L. Er, mm-hmm. er, right. World. And you want to keep it there. Yeah, yeah, you want, absolutely. You want to keep it there. Yeah. So that's what happens. Word. And of course, the d is there. The d is there. You have to produce it. It's not world. It's world. Yes, absolutely. And I think that a lot of times, if you don't give enough time and space for the L and the R, right, then it end up, ends up sounding like word. So it's word. like you have to give, right. World, right? The the D is just like only at the end after you hear those two sounds. So the yeah. you pull the tongue in for the R, er, make sure it doesn't touch anything, round your lips, mm-hmm. were, and then you kind of like just drop and tense the root of the tongue a little bit, so, mm-hmm. and then there is no more contact between the sides, right? Like er, er right? The transition. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you feel that like what from the er? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So there is this transition. By the way, for people who who struggle with the R, you can drop the R and just go to the dark L. Not really directly, but (laughs) world. Yeah. So I hear that too, Hadar. I hear people who say world, world, world. Yeah. Yeah, Like they drop that, that, like world. World. Yeah. So it does it sound good? mm -hmm. Well, world, it's it's more British, world, okay. right? Because yeah, there world. is no R, right? R there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were and then there is the were were in American English is just from the W to the R directly. R. Were, yeah. were. I, again, what I notice is sometimes when you rush your words, you might not produce the words the way they should be produced. So sometimes you need to take yes. your time and let your sounds, let the words breathe. Okay. Amen yeah. to that, Sim. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, people put in so much work in their pronunciation, so they know how to make all those sounds, the R, the L, the D, and then they go too fast, not allowing all the beautiful work to come up, right? Let the <laughs> yeah. words breathe. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there was a question here from, let me try and find it. Alejandro is saying, Sim, would you recommend to keep one's native accent for authenticity? I like mine. <laughs> if you love your accents, please keep it. Okay. Yeah. Except if you're so see, I tell people that if maybe you want to take a role, you want to act a movie, and you are expected to have a certain accent. So, I mean, if you have to take a role, if you have to take a job that requires that you have a particular accent, then work mm-hmm. on it. That requires, and remember, you have lots of accents in America. You have lots of accents even in, I mean, in other countries, Australia, Canada. So you have to choose whichever. So, but if you can communicate effectively, you can keep mm-hmm. your accents. 
If you right. can communicate effectively, you can keep your accent and focus on communication. Everyone has an accent, Alejandro. Yes. So you love your accent. Like that is the most beautiful gift you can give yourself and the people yes. around you to show mm -hmm. that like it's totally fine and you kind of like you boast in the way you sound. It's so mm -hmm. important that we love how we sound. And as him says, yes, make sure that you are, you know, pronouncing things in a way that lands, that people get what you want so you can get mm -hmm. what you want. Like, you know, they get, so you get what you want. And I think yeah. that like acquiring a new accent and working on your pronunciation really does give you some tools mm -hmm. and a skill set that you may not have had. So it's not like sometimes people resist it and it's not me and it's this. And it's like, no, no, try to welcome it and see what that does to you. Maybe it mm -hmm. gives you a new way of confidence or a new way of speaking, or it helps you kind of like find a more balanced and present and voice, you know, that you, that you, that you're able to show up differently than how mm -hmm. you showed up. Like always look for ways to improve yourself, to, to feel good about yourself and to yeah. speak up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then one last thing I wanted to say was, okay, I wanted to say that if you have a different accent from the native accents, you are... I sorry, I always say I'm more advantaged. Why? Because I have the opportunity to switch. It means you can speak lots of languages. So you are at advantage. So don't feel that you are disadvantaged because you have another accent. It's a plus for you. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a plus for you. It just means that you know you're flexible. You can switch. I can speak yeah. this and then later I can switch to this. Okay. Yeah. So don't it's like you have you have something and you choose to see it if it's an advantage or a disadvantage, but it's mm -hmm. your choice, right? Yes, it's kind of yes. like, I have an accent. Okay, so it's a disadvantage. People don't understand you. I have an accent. You speak another language. You communicate with the world. You have this ability. Your brain is rewiring every single time you speak. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's and when you see it as an opportunity to connect, to learn, as as, as a person who has power, right? Like when you come into a conversation, I have power because this is not my, my first language and I'm still mm -hmm. communicating here. Then it definitely, you know, it's like what you said. It's, it's a privilege and it's an advantage. Yes. 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 Use it for your advantage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So Sim, my love, it was such a pleasure. I could have kept on talking to you here. I but uh, <laughs> yay! And like, also for the first time, I think hearing your story and your journey, it's so inspiring. And um, Thank you I so hope, much. and I have no doubt that you keep on inspiring your students every single day. And your followers, wait, let's remind you, you guys, go check out English with Sim. You also have a YouTube channel, right? Same name, yeah, English I do. with Sim. Yeah, English with Sim. Yeah, let's just check it out. I look forward to meeting you all. <laughs> yes, and all the links are right here in the description, so you can go ahead and click on it and mm -hmm. let Sim know, send her a DM, tell her what you think. Thank okay? You. So everyone, thank you so much, and thank you for being here, everyone. Thank you, Sim, so much. Thank you Have so much, Heather. And you too. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.